Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
Ach, kommen Sie, willkommen zu Come Along Pond und Doctor Who Discussion Podcast, ja. The Worldwide Premiere with your two gay best friends. I hate it here. Herr Damler. I hate it here. Say my name. Elliot. Well, that's all right then. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing terribly. That was the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I hate you. You hate fun. You're like the most boring person I've ever met. Well, that's all right then. Um... All my ideas. Oh, yeah, let's, let's do a song from TikTok that Ellie doesn't understand because they're old. Yeah, let's do that. That'll be a really fun intro. Oh, can I do a bit of this in a German accent? Oh, no, I don't think you should. <laughs> Fuck. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. I hate fun here, and that's why our podcast name is shit. Anyway. Um, exactly. How are you, she babe? It. Are you good? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. I'm not, not ill this week. Um, oh, love that. So that's nice, isn't it? Gorgeous. Um, yeah. And other than that, I've not done. I've not. I've not done anything. I've not achieved anything. <laughs> Moods, vibes, energies. Um, oh man, you know what? This last this last two weeks has been testing as a. I hate the words <laughs> I'm about to say. I'm going to say them, oh. but I hate that I'm saying them. Being a content creator. Uh. Oh my god, sorry, I just oh disgusting. Um basically just wanted to give a quick little um thing. I just want to say the thing and only two people would have noticed and that's fine, but we wanna say this just give this little thing. Anyway, basically Yeah, and we want to say it quicker as well. Yeah, say it quicker as well. Um come on, damn get on with it. Um basically TikTok really fucked us over. Really fucked over. Universal Music Group. Yes, Universal Music Group. Your days are <laughs> numbered. We're coming for you, okay? Basically, the reason why anyone's even listening to this podcast, aka TikTok, um, 50% yeah. of our videos on there are now mute. Yes. And that's really irritating because um, <laughs> they take ages to make. They do. They take... They take me fucking ages to make. So that kind of put me in a really shit mood and Elliot in a shit mood and it just puts us in a shit mood in general. And also life is just really busy and really <laughs> hectic. Um, so I just feel like the the quality and the consistency um, isn't, isn't doing what it needs to be doing. Uh, and like the socials, I feel like I've suffered a little bit and just everything has been a little bit MIA, a little bit all over the place. And for that, we, we apologize. But hopefully, you know, all of you are really lovely and you understand that life is a thing and doing a podcast when you also work full time is a thing. That is why we urge, if you are able to, patreon.com forward slash come along pond podcast we would love this to be our at least part-time jobs wouldn't we we would love that that'd be nice it would be like i love doing this like i love i mean i hate the fact this has taken a back seat a little bit in our lives like you know like you know with what we what i mentioned earlier it's 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 not in the it's not taking a back seat it's in the boot it's in the boot it's actually it's or in the, it's giving trunk, boot if you're american it's giving trunk, it's giving boot, it's giving back seat. Um, 
it's really really sad it's such a shame um and yeah life is lifing right now and thank you for your patience basically is what we're trying to say just thank you for your patience while we figure things out and like things are a little bit all over the place but with all that being said elliot before we get into this episode that i'm so excited to talk about what 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 do we need to do before that happens what do we need to do uh retire yes live 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 out our our lives retiring for full-time work doing just this please and hey universe hey you listen to that Make but also note. i have a feeling you mean the three males yeah the three males the first email goes as follows it says hi elliot and damler <laughs> hi um hi and a rare treat here both of our names spelling correctly um, <laughs> sorry well. sorry I've only, I've only just noticed <laughs> sorry that was really <laughs> lovely i apologize for immediately being nasty to you um <laughs> Because you're really, you're really sweet. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> huge fan of you both and the pod. I started listening a few months ago after getting back into Who and have absolutely been obsessed with it. It helps me keep my brain together when I have a stressful day at work. Thank you. I hope it wished. I wished it helped words. Uh, I've watched Doctor Who since 2005 revival because my dad was obsessed with classic Who. And it's a huge place in my heart and I think it always will. I'm currently thinking of getting a tattoo in Gallifreyan, but still deciding on the phrase. What about, ha, you can't read my tattoo? Um, <laughs> I mean, that'd be fun. Um, I'm such a fashion girly, and I've always particularly appreciated the companion and doctor outfits in the show. My question is, if you could have one item from the doctor's wardrobe, what would it be? Sick question. My obvious answer, this is not me, this is, this is their answer. Okay. My obvious answer is the seventh doctor's sweater vest, because like look but I'm also a big fan of the Knife Doctor's fit TBH I would love that leather jacket literally so tote bag and Doc Martin girly coded Candy's <laughs> red velvet coat is also simply irresistible too I want it okay love you guys and thank you for the work on the pod from Sarah Sarah thank you what do you have why is that my favourite question we've ever gotten that is such a good question <laughs> can I have more than one answer no I'm going to have one no I'm limiting myself I've just answered my own question no Eleven's wardrobe it has the stuff that I would most likely wear. I know, you know. I know, but you can get it all from, like, Top Man. Cricket, 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 I know. Remember Top Man? Yeah, I do remember Top Man, and it was shit. Um, yeah. Basically, his boots that he wears in Series 5. Or, I'm going to give myself mm. two answers, or the, gr- the long green coat from Closing Time. I said what I said. Fair. So good. So good. Elliot, what about you? Um, um, There's only one answer here. Yeah, I know exactly what you're going to say. Um, <laughs> Do you? I mean, I have a feeling. Yeah, I know. That what what do you think I'm going to say? I think you're going to say Patrick Chowton's big fluffy coat. Yes! Yes. We clapped and we cheered. Yes! <laughs> because, uh, yes, it would look nice. Um, and it would be really good, wouldn't it, in the winter? So good in the winter. Yeah. But honestly, though, it depends. If we're talking just like something that would be nice, like cool to own, like, you know, that's not practical, um, then, you know, there's lots of things that I'd like. Practicality-wise, I can't choose between the Ninth Doctor's lovely jacket because that's just kind of something I'd wear 
or Colin Baker's cat lapel pin. Oh no, oh no, your answer's better than mine. No, the pin. It has to be the pin. Or City of Death, where Tom Baker also wears a nice pin and that you can buy a replica of that for about a million pounds. Um, um I would say like both. Quid. I'm gonna let you have both. Because I'm kind. Cool, because I can't choose, so like nine's jacket with the pin in it. Like do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. A little bit a little bit dark. A little bit camp. You, really? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like you know, either either fun, horrible camp, over the top girly pop nonsense, or the most aggravated, like irate, quite threatening person you've ever met. There's no in between. Truly, truly, are they them? I inhabit both truly both male and female all at the same time, depending on what my mood is. It's giving spectrum. Love that. <laughs> Uh, and now the next email here, I wanted to read out as a very nice capping off to our discussions about the specials. Capping off. Um, oh, and like the podcast. Very good. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you only just got it. Lol. I, I'm so smart. I do puns in my sleep. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's not necessarily something I think that we that we've already talked about. So, you know, like whether we agree or disagree is, is sort of... Uh, um, not not really pertinent. I just wanted to uh, read out what this person has to say. Um, so they say, Hello, Damler and Elliot, with a pride flag, a blue heart, a sort of pink vibrating heart, a white heart, a pink vibrating heart, a blue heart, and another pride flag. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. Just how I always, I like transcribing the emojis. It makes me very happy. It makes me I'm happy. writing another email. I honestly, hey, look, you know, uh, we probably haven't read the first one out. For which I can only apologise, um, but I like, <laughs> I like what you have to say here. And never apologise for re-emailing in because you know, I I I sometimes I forget. So remailing. I'm <laughs> remail corner. I'm writing another email. I'm so, so maybe maybe they just mean in their life they're writing another email. Just like, oh god, here I am. I'm writing another email. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> Fuck it up. I hope this email finds you well. No, no, it does not. Um, <laughs> Anyway, they say, I'm writing other email. I'm so, so, so excited about the specials and to hear what you both think about them. Well, here we are at the end of that journey. I'm certain you'll talk about how much RTD focused on LGBTQ slash trans slash non-binary stuff in The Star Beast. And The Star Beast is italicized. I love that. Yes. But I wanted to ask uh, you guys how you guys feel about the way it is represented. Well, we did that in our Star Beast episode. Yeah, go um, listen. That's so literally everything go, you need to know. Go listen. Uh, especially because of how much you centre on LGBTQ topics and themes on your podcast and being queer people yourselves. Yes, some of us more so than others. Ha! Um, <laughs> it's not a competition, guys. But I win. Um, you do win, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, they say, personally, I have mixed but generally positive feelings about it. Being from America, I probably don't have a clear as an impression just how bad transphobia and TERFs are in the UK. Um, yeah, because it, it's pretty it's pretty fucking bad, my dude. Um, but RCD making being trans and non-binary a major, major part of the plot feels like such a big step, especially in the show that is so coincidentally British. So I, for, I can forgive some of the missteps. I think my biggest qualm is how it feels kind of it's implied that Rose is only trans because of the Doctor. Um and that being trans is maybe, you know, isn't normal. I don't think I'm explaining it well, but I understand, I hope you understand what I mean. I do understand what you mean because, you know, it's, it's you know, 
it's a, it's one of those one of those really complicated things. I don't know if we sort of talked about it at the time, where like again, I know lots of people who just in, just loved having the representation, but also that doesn't mean that you then can't you shouldn't be able to criticize a thing where it doesn't quite get it right yeah and it can be both things at once right it can be a step forward but also there being things that maybe need to be talked about and yeah yes. the kind of the conflating of just trans people with non-binary people and like it all being kind of otherness and otherworldliness and it all depends on what you prefer right like i love the idea of like non-binary people just being kind of like outer space wizard gods that are like yeah. beyond your comprehension of gender roles but that's me and other people might not and that's fine um and then they also say uh, that and Donna and Rose simply evaporating the metacrisis away with the power of womanhood, question mark, question mark. Um, I love that. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, 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 very, it's very silly. But by that point of the episode, you know, I, um, you know uh, it's fine. I don't really have any strong opinions on that either way. Um, but as we come to see and hear, I don't have many strong opinions on anything. Because I actually think opinions are boring, um, <laughs> but they cap off by saying, "Very sorry about the lengthy email. Don't worry, it's one of the shorter ones. I have many, many thoughts of very few people with whom to share them with. Well, just talk to us all the time. We'll listen. I give you air from my lungs, Magda. They, she, with a pink heart, a purple heart, and a blue heart. Magda, oh, the bisexual flag in hearts. Gorgeous, stunning, and scenes. Magda as well." Yeah. Uh, you have a beautiful, beautiful photo of your kitty as your Gmail uh, picture. Aww. So, I love that. Thank you. Thank you. And our final one goes as follows, and we won't dwell on it because it's lovely and short, and it's very, very polite, but also I feel like it's a good time to sort of <laughs> readdress some things. And it goes as follows. Hey, I found your guys' podcast on TikTok, and I immediately became hooked. Your podcasts are my favorite things to listen to. I was wondering if you could please do please do some more episodes about Torchwood. Thank you, Mia, sent from my iPhone. That's a funny last name. So, Torchwood, we will be continuing with the next series. <laughs> yeah. When we do. And we don't actually know when I, that is yet, because um, we have to do I mean, Series 4 first. As I say, let's be real. Probably, yeah, it should, if we're following the structure, it should be after Series 4. However, of course, we've... we've altered the specials into the middle of series four so we've got to get to the end of series four first yes. and we've got a bunch of other specials that we plan on doing after series four as well so like it's coming yeah it'll probably be it'll be sometime this year it'll be sometime this year and we've also you know sarah jane we're going to do series two of sarah jane at some point as well um yes again if we are able to we would have this every week and everything would come quicker but alas Life does not allow us to do that yet. So, you know, we we want to do all of the things. But it will be coming, I promise. It will be coming, yeah. We're not we're not just doing two and then leaving. Yeah, 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 exactly. We're going to do all of Torchwood, even Miracle Day, rip. It's all coming, don't worry. Well, that's all of those I have. Gorgeous. My sack is drained. Let's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> hate that word so much. <laughs> uh, how much will they let me get away with? A lot. Um, yeah, I think it's bloody, let's just bloody, bloody get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Spice up your life.
Well, today we are talking about the episode three of the 60th anniversary specials. That kind of works, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> it was broadcast on the 9th of December, 2023. I remember it well. We were in Cardiff. It was directed yes. by... Uh, and I really apologise if this is not how you say your name, uh, but I believe it's Chanya Button, and it was written by Russell T Davies. It's called The Giggle. And that's the gag. <laughs> it's called The Giggle, and everyone who was complaining that it was called The Giggle before they watched it now hopefully can shut up. But babe, before we get into any of this episode, because there is... It's 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 a meal of an episode. I want to ask you, and I'm going to do it because I know what this episode's about. I know what Google thinks it's about. I know what IMDb thinks it's about. Hell, I know what Russell Davis thinks it's about. <laughs> I know what Bonnie Langford thinks it's about. But Elliot, I don't care about that. Yeah. So I want to know what you there in front of me, you it's about mm-hmm. what is it about what is it about <laughs> um it's about how if you're gonna be a big megalomaniacal i don't know how to say that word <laughs> bad person a yeah. big evil genius big cosmic space brain yes and you know you, you you don't want bad things to happen look out for giant disembodied hands that come out of nowhere to pick up things because yes. they'll 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 cause trouble. They Ain't will that cause right. trouble. Ain't that yeah. right? Like the Sims. Yes. <laughs> what do you think it's about? I'll tell you what this episode's about. And it's really important, so everyone listen up. Come on. Wake up. Wake up. You need to listen to this. It's very important. This episode is about how self care is really important. You can't live, laugh, love if you don't look after yourself. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, exactly. You've got to take a break, have a Kit Kat. This episode is sponsored by... No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> it helps um, me stay lathered up. Yeah, Kit Kat. <laughs> anyway, Ooh, let's not go there. Um, self-care is that bitch. But you know how, who else is also that bitch? Neil Patrick Harris? Yes. Yeah. Because he's there right in the first scene. Um like I've, oh. I've, I've never been like a huge Neil Patrick Harris fan, right? Same, I never, yeah, yeah. never, never disliked him. Um, like never really had a reason to. But, um, but yeah, I was never like, oh yeah, Neil Patrick Harris. I do really like um a series of unfortunate events. Like he's really good in that as Count Olaf. Um, but yeah, I was never going like, yeah, Neil Patrick Harris. He's playing the toy maker, and he's the best part of the specials. In my humble opinion, he, especially this episode, he's the glue that holds everything together. Yeah, in this um, episode, yeah. But I think the whole specials, he's the he is my he's my standout moment. Um <laughs> from from all of them. Um I, to me, I, let's be honest. Mm, we only got Wobbly Yonder to really compare it to because the Star Beast is kind of poopy. Um, it's not poopy, Elliot. It's not poopy. Stop saying it's poopy, it's not poopy. Um I just think I just think it's perfectly pitched, absolute camp perfection. It's what I want out of my Doctor Who. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird and scary in places, and in some places well written, and in other places just absolute nonsense, all held together by one central camp highlight that I love. But yeah, I'm not going to apologise for it. Best moment in the specials. Best special episode. Spoiling it already, but there we are. I love Neil Patrick Harris in this. 
so much. His performance is fucking hilarious. I'm sorry. It is. Every time he was on my screen, I was cackling. I was fully just like, just cackling. Like, yeah. Like when I watched, I watched this with a, I watched this with a friend about two, three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, because she hadn't watched all the specials. We watched them all in one night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she like, liked all the other two. But the moment, just like, yeah, when he's like, oh, the rain, the splashing, and the splashing. She's like, what the, what the fuck is this? I was like, I know, it's great, right? This is like the best thing that's ever been broadcast on TV. The the bit that got me, and I've mentioned it so many times, and I'm going to say it again because I don't care. And it's also my podcast, I don't care. Um, at the start <laughs> of the episode, when the guy walks in and he's like, oh, yeah, come in, it is raining, is it not? Like... <laughs> Why add a G at the front? But he did. Because you know what? It's fucking camp as fuck. And it's fucking hilarious. I think something... And I I feel like you're going to agree with me on this. Because when this episode opened, the opening of this episode, I was just like, girl, we are so back. Like, we are so... We are in our bag. We are in our bag. Like, the chaos in the streets, first of all, the helicopter, the score... And the, you know, the little moment with, I probably should have done it in the right order, but like all of that. But then before that, in the start with the intro and the toy maker meeting the guy, and then he goes back to the house and all of just the setup. It's so, yeah. we um, are so back. We have like interesting bit part characters again, right? Like um, yes. I actually made a note specifically of the actor's name, uh, John John Mackey, I think it is, mm-hmm. uh, who plays who plays John Logie Baird. Yeah. He's like... One of the like best supporting, yeah. Like, he's, he's so enthusiastic for like thirty seconds of screen time. Yeah, I fully, I kind of want a story that just focuses on John Logie Baird with him playing the role. He's so good. He's so in good. He's like thirty seconds of screen time that I just you buy it straight away. Um, yes, I think uh, overall something this does well. Before we go, I suppose go more into the minutia of it is like it's scary for kids. Yes. Like, I, it's not something where I find it particularly, you know, I don't find it particularly creepy, but mm. there's enough stuff in it, whereas, like, if I was a kid watching this, the idea is that there's, like, a little puppet man in your phone yeah. as a kid. Yeah. Terrifying. And, you know, that's, like, the modern behind-the-sofa stuff, right? I know people might grumble and roll their eyes at it, right? But, like, you know, making a making a, a eight-year-old scared of their smartphone that they have, that's yeah. good, clever. Um, and same with, you know, there's going to be some haunting images in there if you're a child. Like the man trapped inside a ball. Who screams? The the Just puppet tra- the puppet person. I mean, puppet person trapped inside a ball. Uh, so many good things. Oh my God, yeah, that's why I love it. It has everything that I want from Doctor Who. In it, it is fun. It is camp. It doesn't take itself seriously, um, and it's creepy in places. It's got very much Sound of Drums vibes. Like oh, yeah. the energy of that episode, the energy and the vibe is so hearing this and mm. you know th- even right down to a little musical number in there <laughs> which we will talk about in heavy detail don't you worry yes um actually no fuck it talk about it now i'll do one it now well, i don't care let's do one it now <laughs> spice up your life every boy and every girl spice up your life okay again also a song that i did not like until really. this episode yes. until those episodes now i listen to it all the time we clapped and we cheered we clapped and we cheered reclaimed it for me yeah. Oh man. Oh man. I think everyone was like, "Oh, there's maybe there's maybe going to be like a musical number." Yeah. Um. I wasn't quite expecting. I was expecting maybe to be more of like a, a you know, 
musical number, kind of like the Goblin song is, right? Yeah, yeah, Where it's yeah. like, you know, it's an original piece of music or a dance number, but no, we just we just miming to spice up your life. I actually need to say about this, it added 10 years to my life, that scene. It really did. It was, I found myself, the minute the episode aired and I watched it, finally, when I got home on that treacherous night when I was stuck at Cardiff Station, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, you haven't been listening to the podcast, how dare you? How dare you? (laughs) Basically, when I got home, watched it, from that day forward, about at least twice a day, I just go on YouTube and write, spice up your life scene doctor who and then watch it and just be like oh i got a serotonin boost you know it's because like also good he's really committing to it but it's got really weird and stupid editing yeah um, oh the, in, like, the editing's really... kind of bad but i love it oh it it's terrible but in like a it kind of adds to it sort of way yeah um but like you've got sped up footage of people like it's just so it's so so stupid yeah but in the best way possible in the best way. Uh, my favourite bit, I want to ask you this. So my favourite bit mm-hmm. of that whole sequence, it's obviously the whole sequence, but the specifics, because yeah. we did this with the um, conversation through the glass in Partners in Crime. Yes, I want to know. My favourite bit is the end when he goes, I see ya, hold tight. And he just like goes down into the floor. Uh, I have two favourite moments though, and I don't know which one to pick. Do both. I'm allowing, I'm so giving this episode, do both. <laughs> Because I like them for different reasons. I like I love when because it's it is like just sick as fuck when yeah. um when Kate like sicks the two guards on him and he touches them and they turn into balls and <gasps> yeah, that that's ball good. bounces into into uh, into uh, Ruth Matthews' lap and it screams like that's horrifying and really funny and yeah. you're just like what the hell's going on? But I think if I'm speaking my truth, it's probably when like he's kind of dancing and you don't really know what's going on and then there's just that shot of him sat next to Mel and he's on the phone and he's really campily sort of mimed. Yeah. <laughs> I oh don't my God. Love that. Is it Mel or is it... Um, I can't remember who... I think it was it Mel. Be... Yeah, it's either Mel or it's um, uh, Shirley. I can't remember who he's sitting next to. I can't remember. Either way, the fact he's on the phone, like he's taking a call, sat bolt upright. Yeah. You know what? I... The whole bit in unit, the whole unit segment, section, scene, whatever, doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I have so many mixed feelings about it because cause unit is a massive character in this. And I love unit. I really enjoy unit. Sometimes. Oh, yeah, they can get overused. They can get overused. I don't think they were overusing this at all. Don't get me wrong. But I have no. to say something, and this is where I might get a bit controversial. This is probably like my only main negative of the episode. Mm. Because, spoiler alert, we both really fucking love this episode. Like, a lot. Yeah. I want to talk about Gemma Redgrave for a second. Mm -hmm. I want to say this before I go into it. I really respect her as a person. I think she's a really great actress uh, Mm. in general. Very great performer. And I'm sure she's lovely. So let's get that out of the way first. Very talented (laughs) woman. Her performance as Kate Stewart has never won me over. I have to say it just, I really struggle. Mm. I just, I'm sorry. That's just my truth. And it does take me out of it a little bit. Like maybe it's the writing. I don't know, but it's like every time she's appeared, I mean, in the power of three, I thought she was fine. Um, Mm. But like nearly every time she's appeared, I just, there's something missing for me. I, I don't know. I think it's just a little bit over the top, not, I, do you, I don't know how to explain it. It just 
Mm. Yeah. It, she loses me. I'm sorry. She does. Yeah. I mean, I don't really get it. Fair enough. Because, like, I don't love the character. Yeah. Like, I know some people really, really love um, Kate Stewart. Yeah. Um, I don't. I I don't dislike her. I think you know it's entirely dependent on the writing. Yeah. Um. You know, like she shows up at the end of Flux, and it's a bit like well, she might as well just not be here. Yeah, that's whatever. the thing. Or, yeah, yeah. Or in Power of the Doctor, you know, I can't. You know, I can't remember now. It all kind of blurs into one. But the, you know, there's times where I'm like, oh yeah, Kate's here. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But I re- I I actually really like her performance in the Giggle. Okay. Um, I haven't seen the other stuff recently enough to compare. Yeah. Um, but I, for for me, to my memory, it's like her best performance. And I'm um, glad that you think that. I want people to think that. I, I don't like that I think that. I don't like being negative about people. Um, I think maybe part of it for me as well is that I don't, I'm not, I just don't love Kate as a character. Like, she just doesn't appeal to me that much. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I think part of the problem for the character is that, you know, she's, she can't sort of. I, I need the character to escape the fact that she's irrevocably tied to the brigadier. Yeah, it's just always brought up, and it's like we get it. Okay, like, let, let's let's make her stuff. Yeah, let's let's make her her own thing. Like she's her own hmm. thing. You know, I do. Th- I do think she's got some really good moments in this. Like I love. I personally, you know, like I personally love the moment when the helicopter first lands. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, fourteen. Your ten is showing. As he's kind of like going like, oh bloody look at this, oh yeah, um, yeah, and he does that huge Kate Leth, yeah, he's like Kate Leth- Lethbridge Stewart, yeah, and wants to wants to hug her, and she's doing that like Russell T Davies looks like she might walk over and slap it, yeah, 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 like you can't really work out what the emotion is, and I don't know, I just love the way that she just kind of holds him, yeah, no, I like that too, I like, like that, I really like that little moment, yeah. Um, but no, like I, I, I get it. So I don't think that she's a particularly uh, an amazing character all of the time. And so I think you know, kind of having her have to just kind of be a placeholder for a character that we can't have anymore is also really weird. Yeah, but I, I just do think yeah, she's really good in this. I just think for me personally, like I, I wanted to bring it up because it does take me out of it slightly. Like you know, you've got Bonnie Langford. I mean, Bonnie Langford. Yeah, I love her. So. Background again. What am I? I'm a fake fan. That's right. Um, I've not seen anything of Mel before in the show, and I can tell you right now, she's going to be my favorite compa- classic companion. Oh my <laughs> god, I love. Oh, do you not think? Oh, do you not think? <laughs> I mean, you know, Mel in Mel in this is is much 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 different to. Uh... Oh, is it okay? Well, just because the writing is not there, right? Like Mel in in the season and a bit that she's in. Yeah. In my opinion, mm-hmm. people, yeah. she's not she, she's not an annoying companion at all. I don't have a problem with Mel. I can watch her stuff, but she's written to be. She's written to what at the time it was perceived that Bonnie Langford's strengths were. So she screams and she whines and she yells. Yeah. And she nags and she screams. And that's kind of all she does. Okay, fair. Okay. Um, I'm going to hold my judgment a... then. But she is fantastic in this. Like, she is a really good actor. Yeah. She's really, oh, really good. Yeah. And her presence in this is... I know I'm really excited to see more of her. Don't Same. People think that I hate Melanie Bush as a character. I don't. But the 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 way she's handled in 
Classic Who is not very good in my opinion. However, there is an episode where the where her scream is so high pitched that it is the exact same note as the ending sting for the episode. Slay. <laughs> yeah, it like blends into one another. It's very good. Um, Sound design, love that. Yeah, uh, yeah. She's also a fitness fanatic as well, um, so she kind of like body shames the doctor. So, oh, we don't love that. <laughs> okay, I'm going to reserve my judgment on Mel then. But in this, in this, you might love her. I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, like she's one of the more sexistly written characters. Okay, well, either way, in this episode, Bonnie Langford, perfect. She's mad, Auntie Mel. She's mad, Auntie Mel. Also, sorry, I. Oh. That's so Tyler coded. I don't know how else to explain that. It's so series one and two coded. I mm. truly can't explain it other than that. And I'm going to leave it there. I just loved her in this so much. She's such a welcome. And it's like, I again, I love the way Russell's done it, where it's like, we don't, you may not know who Mel is, but he's introduced her in a way that's really accessible, I feel like. Yeah, you get, a, yeah, you, you, you or you learn all you need to know, right? They were traveling. They were traveling together at some point. You find out about how she came back to Earth. Yes, and that's sort of it, right? You know, there's stuff in there that if you know the series, you know, like goes on about Savalon Glitz and stuff like that. That you yeah, can yeah. be like, oh, you know, but it's not. It doesn't feel loaded, and there's no fanfare as well. There's no, you know, the dust settles and she steps through a door, you know, and she has a cool one-liner. She just hands the Doctor like an iPad. Yeah. And they don't make a whole ceremony of it. Like, the doctor's like, oh, this is brilliant. You know, I'm so glad you're in. She's like, let's save it. We've got more important things to I, do. I do. I do love it. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't be my. It wouldn't be my favorite quotes. And I suppose I probably could have got oh, it's in pronunciation, but you know, it's fine. I'll do it now. Get it out of the way because yeah. it's in my head. I do like the way when he sort of does a double take and he just goes, oh, hello. Oh, um, I love it's like it. How I, it's like how I talk to a dog. It's brilliant. He's like, oh, you over you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hello, no, baby. Hi, baby. Yeah. Um. <laughs> That is how I talk to my cat, just to clarify. Um, baby. No, baby. Uh, so, more on the kind of unit team. Uh, I mean, Ruth Madley is really feeding us every yeah, I love, time. I love Shirley Ann Bingham. I want her in more stuff. I want a whole spin-off. I said it. I truly mean it. Ruth Madley is one of the best actresses working today. Every scene she is in, she fucking chews it up, spits it out and goes, have that on me. You know, like, <laughs> and I'm glad as well that they don't like they, they didn't just do, which makes me kind of excited, hopefully, for more of like Rose yes. Noble being in the next series is that they didn't just like go, ah, oh, look, she's in the Star Beast and we'll make a couple of references to the fact that she's like, you know, differently abled and uses a wheelchair. And then like, you know, we can we can tick, you know, off our off our list of like, you know, cool. So that's like. Us talking about disabled people done cool, right? We'll, we'll we'll move on from that. You know, the the challenges and the prejudices that she faces are, are still mentioned in this episode in very organic ways, right? They're not just like ah, eh, we've touched on that, so we can now just pretend that it doesn't happen. It's still there, baked into the story. Yeah, um, I think it's really nice. Um, and so it's yeah. really cutting as well. It's really horrible. Yeah, like when Kate yeah. has her Z-Dex. Oh yes, disconnected. Like, yes. which is a great scene anyway. I love, I love, I love seeing that performance from Gemma Redgrave there. I think she does that really well again, personally. But yeah, that's really horrible. Yeah, it, she's like, I've seen you walk. Yeah, it's really cutting. It really is. 
But then it's like I, I want to. I think I want to mention it now. I don't want to save it because I think it's a really nice thing. That's just I, I want to. I just want to talk about it. I love the again on Unleashed, which I re- recommend everyone to go and watch for each of the specials, especially for the giggle. The footage of Shooty and David interacting behind the scenes is so gorgeous and lovely. <laughs> but there's an interview with Ruth on there, and she's basically just she talks about how special it was that they have now made the TARDIS wheelchair accessible. And she has a little cry on camera and it makes me so happy. And also the fan base, seeing people react to it and how much it means to people has been so beautiful. Like honestly, it's just nice. It's just nice. Yeah. Russell Russell T Davies got that from meeting Tharys, right? I believe so. I'm not entirely sure, but... Yeah, like yeah. I've seen him talk about it. That yeah, they they met wherever they met. I can't remember what event it was. Mm. And he was saying, as he has done before, um, you know, which is a very a very valid point to bring up. As you know, yeah. it always sort of makes him sad that yeah, he wouldn't actually be able to. He'd never be able to yeah. get into the TARDIS. Um, and yeah, we're telling that to Rusty Davies. And then but yes, according to Tharys, you know, on set the 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 ramp to get into the TARDIS was called the Tharys ramp. Like, oh, that's really sweet. Meets meets one person who is different from Russell's lived experience, talks to him about it, and he's like, "Okay, we're gonna fucking rectify that." I love that man. Which is cool as fuck, man. Literally, it, oh, it was just so beautiful. It was a beautiful moment, and I love that she was just like, "You know, finally, it's happened. Welcome to the, you know, <laughs> welcome to the future. Like this is how it should be, kind of thing." And then it was just kind of like, "It is what it is now," and it's wonderful and all the ramps inside i mean even in the starbeast when the tardis was revealed it was so lovely because it was like yeah no the inside of the tardis is now wheelchair accessible um it's just really lovely i think it's it's great and really it warmed my heart um and then i guess like the last person in the unit team that i would really like to discuss is uh the blinks blinks (laughs) blinks what a gorgeous design. Sorry. Mm. Wow. Amazing animatronic. Like, really great. Like, very Star Wars-esque. I see the Disney budget. I see you. I see you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but very fun. It wasn't, it wasn't overused, I feel. Yeah. And why is he called the Vlinks? That's a good name. It's a good name. And also, David says it in the way that he does save it. <laughs> I was at someone afterwards when this episode first came out. They were like, you know, they were really angry about the Vlinks. Oh, um, fuck off. Why? Why? Like, <laughs> yeah, literally, I was just like, what? what does it matter? It's like fun. It's like instead of typing something into a computer, they just ask the robot in the corner that's called the Vlinks. And it doesn't need to have an explanation. It doesn't need to have a reason. It's just a fun little robot that's just called the Vlinks. It's just a funny fun. little word. Have fun. Imagine. Fun. Fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, imagine. Yeah. Um, last point I want to make about unit because it's a big topic of discussion online actually was the unit tower. It was it's very 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 you know Avengers coded, isn't it? Yeah. The, the unit tower. I do think, and not that it matters that much because it doesn't because it's a fucking building. Let's go over it. But because it was such a big topic of discussion online, I just wanted to bring it up. I think it looks very very cool, but. I do kind of miss the undergroundness of it, of like, where are we this time? Kind of thing. I don't know. What do you think? Oh, I literally, and I know that you're going to maybe roll your eyes. Um, I don't care. 
Love that. No, I love that. Like, no, I'm glad. Like I know, like I know that we're here to discuss it, but like it's the it's probably one of the only topics where like people talk about it incessantly online. I'm like, I fucking, I don't. I it's it's a it's a setting for. I don't give a. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a um, fuck, mate. Especially when people are really like, yeah. Oh, doesn't it just look like a Stark Tower? I'm going, yeah, probably, but I'm not. I'm not a fucking loser, so I don't watch Marvel <laughs> films. Um, I like, do. I am a I loser. Don't, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> like, I just don't... Yeah, like, it's fine. I don't really have any strong opinions about it. Does it really make sense on a sort of timeline of, you know, in the power of the Doctor, they didn't have a giant building in the middle of London, and now they do? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Do I care? <laughs> oh, see, I don't... I actually don't think that's an issue. I think, you know, they could have made a building now. Great. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, like, it's fine. I, yeah, I just, yeah, I just don't care that it looks like the Stark Tower. I don't care... How it got there? I just find in it essence, really hard to care. In like, essence, <laughs> Elliot, uh, don't give none. I think, though, for me, why I th- I think we're both quite similar in terms of like when throughout throughout all of these, I feel like it may come off mm. as like blasé, whatever. But a lot of us just like a lot of time we're just like we don't care. But I think it's because mm. we're just having too much fun, you know. Yeah, like say I, yeah, it's hard because I don't think that you should, I don't ever think that you should have fun in lieu of criticizing something. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And people are like you know, oh, you can't criticize this because it's fun. Uh, but like, I also there's things that especially Doctor Who fans get really wound up about that actually don't matter when you're sort of criticizing the meat and potatoes of a of a yeah, story, yeah, yeah. right? Like there are things that you you can. There's like like the Starbeast, right? There are things that you legitimately can and criticize it for and that we should have an analytical eye for but there's also like just pointless fan complaining nonsense yeah, yeah, that yeah. i don't care about. i literally do not care like for me a criticism of the star beast is you know that the intro is not particularly well written or particularly well blocked out and it's kind of a bit confusing a valid criticism of the star beast is not like i didn't get to see the sonic screwdriver be introduced properly now that you can have that opinion that's fine but there's a difference between uh you know a fan not getting an exact thing that a fan wants, and a, a, an actual structural problem with the way the episode itself is is made. Um, basically, if you like Doctor Who, I hate you. Um, <laughs> and that's the is, end of this podcast. My, Thank you so opinion. much. Um, no, you know what I'm, you know what I mean. Though you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I do know what you mean. Um, but yes, okay. Unit chat over. Thank God. Um, <laughs> Also, unit, are you hiring? Because a hundred thousand pounds a year and twelve well, week holiday, yes. Well, six, sixty grand a year, which is already good. Yeah, 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 which is already fantastic. Just, but you can just softly negotiate them up to one hundred twenty grand a year and twelve weeks holiday. Hey, I'd be happy with forty. I'm easy, unit. Let me let me work for you. It's my one of my favourite bit. Uh, Donna's her face, face when she gets yeah. that is so just, like. Do you know what? That was so Catherine Tate show coded, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic. Oh, wow. It almost feels like a, almost feels like an ad lib, you know. I feel like it probably was. Um, um, I got to, <laughs> I got to say, while we're kind of like hobbling and meandering around for a sec, um, the something I didn't mention at the start yes. is I just really like the concept for the episode because people are, and I'm going to sound like a boomer, but people are just more horrible and selfish now. Yeah. Um, and that yeah, being yeah. your central conceit, I think, is really smart. Yeah. Um, 
Because it's true. Yeah, no, let's talk about um, the start because I actually really, I think it's such one of the strongest episode openings we've had in a long time. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, I I agree. I like all the chaos happening, say, and just things like that guy who's like, you know, I pay my taxes, this is my road. I can yeah. Get what I like, like, I know it's hyperbole, but there are, pe- there are people who think these things. Yes. Um, you know, most of the time they're sort of right leaning, you know. And again, I don't want to sound like a boomer who's like, you know, ah, oh, people are just it was different back in my day. Um but I don't know, I just think there is. We just have a bit of a selfishness problem. We do currently. We do. Um I think COVID didn't help. Yeah. Um like go to any cinema, no one knows how to behave. Oh, uh, um, we don't have time for this because I have so much to say on that. Like it's ridiculous theatre. Theatre. But I felt spoken to at the start of this episode yeah. by just being like, yeah, this is fucking what people are like. And it's a really cool plan to utilise that. Um, and also like Neil Patrick Harrison, Top and Tails, doing a French accent. Do you know what it is for me? So I loved, and this is a really small moment. But again, it's just beautiful. I'm, some people may say it's basic. I say it's slay um, because I say everything's slay, but also it's good. It's the shot of 14 stopping the car, talking to the guy, and it slowly focuses on Neil Patrick Harris in the background just twirling around. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Love it. Yeah, it's good. The, the, the direction in this one is, for the most part, very good. Yeah, top notch, I'd say, for me. I have a couple of, couple of criticisms. We'll get there. Well, we've mentioned one already, which is the dancing scene. But there's another one. We'll get to it. But, you know, I just love all of that. And the little interaction, you know, je suis terrible, you know, and they're turning around. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, you get the helicopter coming and then he just looks over and then he's like slow motion kind of waving. And it's like... Da, With that da, fucking da, creepy da, music, da, yeah. Da, as he's doing Release the damn album. We need the damn <laughs> album. Please, Murray. It's BBC. It's probably not. It's not up to Murray. It's up to BBC. BBC, yeah. give us something. Why don't you? Huh? Something else that I adore. Speaking of the BBC giving us things, something that I adore in this episode that I have mixed opinions on in general. But the brief glimpses of celestial toy maker footage <gasps> that is colourized oh, is so fucking good. So good. Gorgeous. Like, gave me chills. Gave me chills? Are you joking? Like, that look, it looks incre- It looks incredible. Like, you know, I don't, like, colorizations of episodes are not my bag, but also, you know, I don't really care because they're not replacing, as long as I don't replace the car, the black and white versions, I don't really care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just make a choice to sort of not really engage with them. Um, so I'm not going to be like, give us the the colorized version of the Celestial Toy Maker. I mean, you'd struggle anyway because it's only one episode. But um, yeah. but I it just looks. I was just stunned by how nice it looks. How good for considering how briefly it's on screen, how good and rich the colorization is. Absolutely. Um, and how stunning the footage looks, stretched to sixteen nine. And, it, it's really and impressive. Cleaned it's, up. Yeah, it's like, really it's a impressive. lot of restoration work to do just for. A couple of brief glimpses. I actually really love that interaction when 14 and Donna walk into the shop and he's Mm. juggling and then he's chucking the balls and he's catching them. And it's just the editing is the editing and sound design there was just, oh, oh, gorge. Ball is the first game ever being invented. Yeah. He's so good. (laughs) And then, you know, just the whole kind of labyrinth 
corridors, mm. closed doors. You know, what's her face? Sue, Miss Sue. What's her name? Fucking, what's her fucking Stooky name? Zoo. Yeah, her. Fucking love that. Me and my wee babbies. Yeah. Like, oh, it's so fucking good. But yeah, it does the it does the thing that every that things like this should do, right? It elaborates on the original concept. The original yes. concept, it's you know the toy maker's domain is massive, but to illustrate that, we're just going to have like black curtains up in the studio because you know you're shooting on a studio. Yeah. In this, you can literally have labyrinthine corridors and a shop that can fold down into just like a little jack of the box, and you know, like yeah, they really play into the just like I I was really surprised. Not that I thought they were going to get it wrong, but I was really surprised that how much they played into the toy makers, like games yeah, aspect, yeah, yeah, yeah. as much as they did, and how much they they trod the line for me because they obviously made him more uh, quote unquote epic. Yes, I hate that word, but you know what I mean. Like they they made him more of a more of a threat, more of a terrifying, existential, cosmic horror yes. being. But at the same time, they also really played more into the game stuff, and I was really surprised. I thought they were just going to go for the cosmic horror side of things, and we get both. Yeah. And I really like that. I agree. And I also think the design of the toy makers, I don't say world, but just all of the elements of the toy maker. So, you know, down to the costume design, down to the hair. I love the way his hair kind of changes throughout. And um, yeah. I love, and I can't stress enough how much I love this scene is the puppet show all of that first of all gorgeous design of the little stage mm. and the way you know 14 and donna kind of sit on the chair and it moves towards him and like and y- you know i was fucking screaming at that puppet scene like when the little amy pond puppet came on first of all adorable <laughs> and the car one and the bill one it's just it's just the things he says she's like amy pond. amy pond and he loved amy pond he loves the redheads, the redheads yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, the bit that actually that no one's talking about, though, that sent me to the stratosphere, literally, was Clara, when it was like, oh, Clara died because of a bird snip. Yeah, it's the, <laughs> that delivery is so good, because he just, yeah, and, yeah, and said that he was meeting Clara Oswald, and she was killed by... A bird, and then just sort of looks really confused as he's saying it, like <laughs> Loki Russell Cause... jabbing at Stephen, like that made no sense, babe. What? Because yeah, because I was watching it, I was like, I was like, yeah, girl, yeah, she was killed by a bird, wasn't she? Yeah. Big Again, fat the person raven. I was watching it with hadn't hadn't seen all of that stuff and was like, but does Clara really get killed by a bird? I was like, yeah, it's a long story, but yeah, she does get killed by a basically. Bird. And <laughs> oh, and then you know, fourteen giving the giving the okay, but like, but like they're fine because of this, and they just. That's all right then. <laughs> That's all right then. I also really love Loki under it delivery, the way he says, uh, <laughs> uh, it probably should be in my favorite quotes, but I don't care. I'm just going to. Just I love, say it. Love the way he, I just, it's just because I love the way he's like, and then he was meeting Bill, not Stooky Bill, but Lady Bill, and she was killed by the Cybermen. Is the way he it's says perfection. the Cybermen is so good. I'm dying. It's so perfect. I I I just love. And then the th- another bit that I love is when fourteen. It's just like, I've had enough. I challenge you to a game because uh, NPH. I'm going to call him NPH. No fact, Harris. NPH. The way he just he's having fun, and then suddenly his face drops, mm. and then goes into the game, and then his accent, the the posh English accent, comes out, and he's like dealing the cards out. That seriously, that whole bit is perfection. 
would not change a single thing about it. Perfection on yeah. telly, like. And that is so. Oh. That also, again, so feels like the original Celestial Toy Maker. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Where like they're in a kind of just blank void. Yes, and it's two people sat at a table playing a card game. That is so Celestial Toy Maker that it was. It's really good. But again, I love. I, I wasn't expecting them to acknowledge the rules of play. So, like, I love using the rules of play as a plot device. Same. You know, Toy Maker beats him at the card game, and the Doctor's like, "Yeah, you're bound by one rule: the rule of play." And you and I both know best of three. I was like, that's so that's so stupid, but so genius at the same time. And I really liked actually how the soul at the end of the universe got brought back into this. Okay, Gorgeous. so there is so there is so why 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 is Russell there's so there's so much crypticness in this? Yeah, because but he's like yeah, it's like, the one you know, who waits. Oh, yeah. Yeah, who? What? I need to know. We need to know. We will find out. Yeah, it's really scary. I want to know. He's like, oh, that's not my game to play. Girl, what? What do you mean? What do you mean? Like The the master's in his gold tooth. Oh, my God. Those teeth fucked me up. Like All those tiny little teeth. I was like, close your mouth expeditiously. I don't need to see that again. (laughs) No, no, no. No, no, no. And the thing is, though, again, what I love about Russell is that he, he's cryptic and he's Machiavellian because he cares, lol. But also, um, he's cryptic in a way that's kind of like it doesn't take you out too much. You're like, oh, fun thing. We'll get back to that. Let's focus on what's going on. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's there's no, oh, the doctors had to travel to a place and dust off an ancient ruin yeah. and a being from thousands of years ago has had to warn him about the one who waits. Just like very naturally, someone's like, you know. Oh yeah, by the way, there's other things happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like, yeah, like it, like in the Starbase, right? When the when the Meep is like, yeah, wait till the boss hears about you. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, who's the boss? I have a feeling the one who waits and the Cryptic, boss are probably maybe the same person, but we will find I out. Have, yeah, I would assume so. But well, yeah, who knows? We will find out. Um, that is enigmatic. Textbook but- enigmatic. Oh, I miss talking about series. I just miss talking about the early series. Can we just do series two again? Like, not that I dislike series four or these ones, but can we just do series two? Can again? we do I one and two, two again? Because I miss it. Yeah, oh, series two, best series of Doctor Who. So made. good, so good. Um, but the end. Yeah, I mean, after that is essentially the dance number, which we've already touched on. And then, and then, and we Zen. get, and then we get. You know, the helipad scene where it all kicks off on a mad one, on an absolute mad one. Um, and it's I don't think I still I don't think I breathed, bros, breathed, breaths, whatever. I didn't breathe yeah. for like half an hour. He's still so camp. Yeah. Like <laughs> when Kate is like, yeah, there was a pilot and some men loading the thing. What did he do? He's like, I think they're still falling. Like oh, even just that yeah. delivery is so is so camp ridiculous. The thing is, there's been the you know loads of comments about how the toy maker is very master coded, and he is for sure. But there are mm. slightly different elements to it. But I think it's very yeah yeah. It's, very is, it's like it's also hard to do these characters where like so originally okay fun fact welcome to Elliot's quick breakdown maybe probably too long discussion about. 
Time Lord characters before the Master in Doctor Who. Hello, fact everybody. corner. Fact corner. Basically, um, so the Celestial Toy Maker is like midway, getting towards the arse end of um, series three, um, and now the monk, the meddling monk, had appeared at the end of series two, and in the Daleks' master plan, the meddling monk is a Time Lord. Okay. First other member of the Doctor's race we meet. Now, there's no... They don't call them Time Lords. There's no word for them. But the Monk is a member of the Doctor's race. Yeah. And they were going to make the Celestial Toymaker mm-hmm. a Time Lord. Okay. They just decided not to. Now, I think the problem is, of course, if you bring... Because the Monk's not been in the series since. And the Toymaker hadn't. I think the problem is, is they are both essentially templates of what the master would end up being yes which is a rogue villainous time lord and i think you kind of yeah run again not that the toy makers a time lord but you know I mean, that 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 he essentially is right he essentially is a time lord yeah that you do kind of run that risk of them being very similar in that way yeah um you know, and of course, the master's changed a lot because you know, I like I love Roger Delgado, but he's in all of season eight, and he just appears halfway through like episode two to go, ah ha ha, it's just me, the master who's behind it all, and then at the end, he just goes, ha ha, I've gotten away this time, Doctor, and then runs off. Like you know, it's very stupid, um, but yeah, I think because the monk and the toy maker are essentially just prototypes of the master. Yeah. It, you're gonna get some crossover, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't think he's too much like the master. No, not too much. Like he's, not too much. No, especially because it's been so long since. I mean, I know we don't want to admit it, but it's been so long since series three was broadcast that it doesn't feel too derivative because it was a while ago. Well, it was a while ago. Yeah, no, because obviously we've because um, he feels most like sorry, to, but to me he feels most like the sim. Yeah, master, the sim master if, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, like n- nothing like Missy, nothing like uh, Sasha Dewan's master at all. I feel very much like Sims' master. Uh, so, helipad. The helipad. Russell dupes us yet again, and fourteen is shot. Now, we've talked <laughs> about this in our mailbag, but obviously, we both thought it was rad as fuck that we were like, oh. Yeah. Okay, David's going so soon. That's actually kind of cool that like we're going to get way more shooty than we expected. But that was not the case because what happened? It was the... They bi-generated. Yeah, they bi-generated. Love the way shooty says that. Love the way shooty yeah. does everything. Love shooty Gatwa. <laughs> wow. So I don't... I, this is again. This is like yes, me teeing yeah. all of this up for earlier. So I look. It's it, it, it's complicated, right? Yes. I I don't dislike by generation. Uh huh. Because again, I don't care about law stuff. So the concept doesn't bother me. I'm not like, oh, but that's never been done before. So how how can they do that? I don't care. Yeah. The reason it's not been done before is because a writer hasn't thought about it before. Because it's not why. been done before. Um, that's it. Done. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't that that's not you know my problem with the scene is not that I just think from a story perspective from the ground up I I just would have preferred just because more my sensibilities yeah, how yeah. I like things I just would have preferred him getting fucking nerfed by a laser 
and us having 15 minutes of the end of the episode yeah. being shooty and him having his debut being him defeating the toy maker um because like, it's so clever like the writing but the, the reason why he shoots him with the laser is so clever as well when he's just like you know ah, well you beat me as as one doctor i beat you as another doctor we play the final game with a different doctor like that's a really smart idea um and yeah i don't so i don't dislike by generation i just think maybe it would have been slightly more powerful in that moment if it was just yeah shooty and that's also not me going oh because david like you know he takes the spotlight away from shooty shut up he has a he has a whole hour long episode broadcast on christmas day maybe you missed it yeah um, yeah literally literally you know, like but i yeah you know i also think as well i don't know if i mentioned it in the mailbag one but really quickly because i will forget um mm-hmm. and then i want to know what you think yeah um i i i don't i don't at first, I was a bit like, oh, isn't it kind of like troubling that there's just like another Doctor that exists with his own TARDIS? And I thought about it for 30 seconds. I was like, well, Doctor Who just brings Doctors back whenever they need. Mm-hmm. And they are, they have aged in real time. And it makes no sense. Yeah. Like you watch the two Doctors and both Jamie and the second Doctor are old. But Jamie canonically went back to the Battle of Culloden and died. And the second Doctor stopped being the second Doctor. So how, like, how does this exist? Because it does. It does. Because it does, and because we want to bring the second Doctor back. So I don't care that there's 14 around, because it's just like, eh, you know. They'd bring him back if they needed to bring him back anyway. Yeah. So the fact that there's an in-universe reason for it is is just as fine to me. I don't care. I totally am with you on that, 100 million percent. Like, I think... So it's going to be slightly out of order, but I think this is a good way to kind of structure this last little bit. Is Yeah, sorry. No, 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 no. I think it's great. I, I really want to talk about it because something I loved was the way 14's character, not Ender because I'm sure he'll be brought back at some point because Russell left that open on purpose. Come on. I just love the little interaction between Catherine and David and, you know, their performance in this scene was so beautiful when it was like donna was like you know every day i kind of live my life and that's kind of the adventure like you know you just need to stop and live and she's like you know you wondered why this face came back you know and that whole little bit i just yeah i didn't i didn't actually use i hadn't picked up on that dialogue until this time yeah she says you know she says but i figured i figured it out you know your face came back in and you know you came and found me Yeah, yeah um because you wanted to go home Oh my god! Wow. I oh, will I cry again? Probably. So oh. I was like, I was like, I don't know why. The first time I watched it, I think mm. you just so wrapped up in like, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? That I didn't find it super emotional. Second time I watched it, it honestly, the only the bit that killed me. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know why. Well, I do know why. It's because it's exceptionally well done. Yeah. He's the sort of addendum at the end. Then when he's living with, well, when he's got his own house and they're all around for dinner, and there's just that amazing shot of David who goes. I've never been so happy in all my life. I was like, oh. oh. I, right. It's so sweet. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion, obviously. That's fine. <laughs> but if I've seen so many people not like that. And it, it begs me to ask, why do you hate yourself? Why? Why is it so bad to have something so positive happen to someone? Again, it was the whole... I don't want to go into it too much because mailbag. We covered it in the mailbag. Um, mailbag episode, essentially, was just our general thoughts on the whole special. Um, yeah. 
that's why it's there. So please go listen to that if you just want a general like breakdown of the entirety as a piece of media. Um, <laughs> but it was it's just mad. That people are like, oh, you know, the erasure of all of the other doctors, the erasure of it. Were you watching the episode? That's what I want to know. Did you? Yeah. Did you watch like, the episode? Because I don't think you did. Yeah, because that's but that's the thing, right? Because it's like I know that there are there are big events that happen, especially in some of the Moffat stuff. Yeah. Where like he does take account for them, right? And the Doctor is a bit more open. Yeah. But like there are just those day to day things, right? Like the toy maker points it out very well. It's like you, know, this companion died in a horrible way. This companion died in a horrible way. This companion died in a horrible way. And then you ended the universe, and you've not spoken to anybody about it. Yes. Like that is reason enough to give this character kind of introspection. Yes. Um. I think, sorry, there's two things. My mind's going to get cluttered. But I think, one, I don't understand why people don't like characters being introspective. Yeah. Like, they want, I I, I like when serialized adventure reaches a point where they're like, by the way, fucking hell, like, you know, yeah. we're going to take a moment to acknowledge all of the serialized stuff that's happened and mean like, you know, how does this affect you as a character? I like it when that happens. I think it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, gives the character more depth. Um, because you can't do that all the time, right? Because yeah. otherwise, every every other episode, you'd need like breathing space. And I think that brings me to my point that I really like this. I've really come round on on Shooty's era being a complete sort of reboot because I think it's really cool. I think it's really cool that we're blessed to have a TV show, yes, that can run for as many years as it wants and can reach a point where, very organically, through just its storytelling, it can go right. All the past fifteen years of of the show existing, the past almost twenty years of the show existing, yeah, is going to create so much law and emotional baggage and timeline issues that we can just park this one here and yeah. start afresh. Yeah, that's cool as hell. It's cool as hell that Shooty yes. can be his own character without having to go like, oh, remember the flux and do you remember Donna? And, yeah. yeah, and I know he does remember those things, but I love that that Doctor can just start anew. And there's, I, I, I just love that personally for myself that he doesn't have to be moody, he doesn't have to be mopey, because there will be things that will happen within his series, right? I'm sure that will make him sad. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> he if Russell's doesn't involved. need to be. He doesn't need to be pre-sad. <laughs> And I just, I just think it's really smart. Personally, I'm down. I don't care if it's called Series One. Fuck you. I don't care. I'm going to call it Series One just to annoy everybody as well. Um. I would comment on what you've said, but you said it so well, and I agree completely that I think that's that. That's I'm, no. I'm glad. You, I'm glad you agree though. Because, yeah, definitely. Yeah, when you're dealing with big, I know when you're dealing with big, like again, law stuff, right? Like again, I'm not a law. You're not a guy. law whore. Thank you. I'm not a law whore, no, I'm no. not. Just a regular whore. Yeah. Um, the whole point of Doctor Who, the whole point of the show, and why it's so wonderful and beautiful and has been going on so long, is because it is evolving and ever-changing. That is the point of it. So it's just, yeah. it's, it's. I think it's perfectly in character, if you want to say, for the yeah. show, right? And even then, right, like I think there are, there are some aspects in which like it almost doesn't go far enough, right? Like this is, this is, a, this is a Doctor that had to physically destroy Gallifrey by his own hands, then go and do some trauma bonding and stop it from happening. Yeah. Then experience the master, destroy Gallifrey again. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, those are important things that should maybe inform a character. Yep. 
Um, and I like that you do. And you know, Ten always got flack for being the most human doctor, for being the most emotional doctor. Um, and I think he's. I think if anything, it's the perfect justification for bringing David Tennant back into the role is to make the most emotional, make the most human doctor absorb like a sponge all of this emotion that the the character would have been feeling. Be kind of almost self-parodyingly mopey and you know you know i'm always all right about it and then you know hand the 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 wiped clean baton to the next guy to take over i think that's very kind it's very sweet i've come round on it basically completely yeah yeah, yeah not yeah. that i was ever against it but i've now watched it this is like my fourth time watching the yeah, giggle yeah, yeah. especially and it all actually very very nicely slots into place I oh wow yeah it's it's just so nice and I'm sorry to be that person but it's just so nice to see something that you care about and you love and you dedicate a lot of time to just we're back that's all I'll say let's not dwell on it too much we are back it's being handled with care it's being handled with expertise and it's a wonderful thing. Speaking of wonderful things, may I? May I, can I? Can I? Can I? Can I um, gush about shooty now, please? Am I allowed to? Okay. Well, I've got a perfect seg. I've got a perfect segue for it. Okay. Because there's two. Th- there's two things while we're just talking about the helipad that I want to do before you like. Yes. Run into shooty, um, and I do have a good segue for it. So basically, um, something I found interesting. I watched the Blu-ray. And yes. this is the only time I noticed it. The Blu-ray is edited. Ha! Huh. Donna doesn't make a weird racist remark about the Doctor coming in different colours on the Blu-ray. They got um, rid of it? Uh, yeah, and also Ooh. 14's hair doesn't get singed off at the back and then magically reappear either. Oh, that I didn't even happen. notice that. Uh, it happens in the broadcast. Um, apparently, I don't know if it's true, but apparently the ones that are on the Blu-ray are the Disney Plus versions. Oh. Um, Apparently, rather than the broadcast versions. Okay. But yeah. So I just thought that was interesting, and that people might find that interesting. Um, that is interesting. Second one, and it's quick and camp and nonsense school. But I'm just going to say it just because I like it. Um, I don't know why. I just really like the bit where you think that the doctor's going to say something really cool and witty as a sort of point of confrontation with the toy maker, and he just goes, "I don't understand why you're so small." Yeah. Um. L- love that. But I had to bring that up. Because he's a man at the end of the day. And how do you defeat a man? Tell him he's a tiny, puny, nothing, just nothing. You're so... I think think it's just because out of context, it does just make it sound like he's calling him short, which is really funny. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Also that, yeah. It's like, why are you so small? Why are you so Um, small? Um, But... Yes, but the segue was because, not that I do have something else that I can talk about in the scene, but the segue is because I was looking at my very last note, um, and my last note simply reads, um, Shooty Gatwa, best doctor, question mark? Maybe. Underneath. And here's the thing. Let's talk about him. Elliot, (laughs) I have the answer to your question. (laughs) Absolutely yes, 100% million percent yes, yes, yes. Because yes. he's the only doctor who calls people love and honey and babes. And sorry, I'm actually I feel really weirdly emotional. I don't know why. 
No, no, we're not going to get, we're not going to get, no, we need to stop. I think, I don't know, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? No. She's gone rogue. I, I think what I love and why it's making me kind of emotional, I'm not going to cry, I'm stopping myself, I promise. Shooty represents everything, Shooty's character, like his characterization of the Doctor, the writing so far, everything about him it just gives me hope and yeah. it makes me feel hopeful about life, which is really depressing to say, I know. No, but he's such, yeah, he's such a bright presence. And just the whole, the, the direction the show is taking. I mean, for me, Doctor Who is always, I mean, one of the things I love about it is that it makes me feel hopeful about life anyway. And it just, it's been a light in my life for years, you know, since I was a kid. But there's it's something. It's nice to see a positive Doctor. Yeah, and it doesn't feel contrivedly positive. I just think Shooty is just going to be abs- uh, uh, I hate to say, like absolutely a- fantastic. I really do. <laughs> and we got like a properly, you know, openly queer man yeah. playing the Doctor, yeah. and not in not in a you know playing it straight kind of way, right? Like I know the Doctor's sexuality is not you know, pinned downable. Yeah, of course. But like, yeah, yeah. you know. You know, he's playing playing the Doctor very, very, very queerly, um, which I love, um, especially coming off a series where you know we were like gay baited for Loki. Um, <laughs> I just know. think it's what Russell is doing, and he may not be doing this, but I feel mm. like he is also doing this. It's going <laughs> if you don't like it and you you are annoyed by it or whatever, I don't care. I d- I don't care. It's this show is for everybody, and this doctor is a ball of joy and happiness. And you know, again, could change in the future, I don't know. But there's just something about 15, and I just have a feeling that he's going to be in my top three, maybe even my favorite. And I know that's really silly to say, but I just really, oh man. But he just is, he just is the, there's no doubt. That from the first thing he says, he just is the Doctor. He is the Doctor. Yes. Like, I, th- I can't, who was it recently? I think it was Matt Smith again recently. Yeah. Which is like, which is like, yeah, Susie Gat was just born to play the Doctor. Well, like, there's something you said that I want to quote you on. It's you said it's like he's almost been made in a factory to play the perfect Doctor, just play the Doctor. <laughs> literally. Yeah. yeah. Like, so yeah, like. So inconceivably perfect. There doesn't feel like there's been any teething issues. You know, some doctors, it's like, oh, you know, yeah, we take a couple of episodes to get there, and you know, then they really get into it. He just is. He just is. Just bursts on the screen. It's the doctor. Yeah. Everything he says, the way he walks, the way he talks, just oh, it's everything. He's so magical. Yeah. I love him. And like, you know, spoilers for next time. You know, but like, we you already get a glimpse of. Of a more emotional side of him in Church on Ruby Road, and it's oh, it's so fucking good. It's, it's so, so fucking good. good. I haven't felt this way about a Doctor's immediate introduction since Matt Smith. Um, and I know we both differ I, on yeah, that, I mean, but um, you know, I think the last time I really felt that way immediately was where in the eleventh hour, where I was like, "Okay, we're in safe like, hands." Yeah, for me, literally, yeah, like hasn't happened since the Christmas invasion. It's just. Uh, yeah, not even parting of the ways, probably. Oh, wow. 
but and and the thing is as well, I am genuinely obviously you know next uh, next episode stay tuned but like i'm mainly also even just talking about this last like 20 minutes he was in like just it just this oh, 20 yeah. minutes alone i i i told you didn't i i was yeah. just like before the specials came out i was kind of like oh, i just don't want to get to the new era honestly yeah same yeah um and then finish this and i was like i now i fucking really want to now i just want I just I don't want anything else in this like, world, you know. I just love every I love 15's theme. Yes, I love it so much. Yeah, I was messing you earlier, and it's just like you, you know, you're thin as a pin, love. Amazing. So I don't know, just good. the way he says everything. There's so much sass when they come out the TARDIS and he's going to hit it with a mallet, and he's just like he's just like go on back 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 back. back. Yeah, 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 and you and Donna, Donna, yeah, Donna, come on, yeah, yeah go on, Donna, yeah. I don't, oh, I just yeah. I'm in love. I'm in love. We are in love, <laughs> and uh, we are now the Shooting Gatwell podcast. Get over it. Get used to it. Yeah. Um, and I, we should really cherish however many series he chooses to do. Yeah, really interesting. Because I think it's going to be really special. It's going to be really special, and um, I'll try not to cry, almost cry again in the future. Sorry, I did. I was in my I bag then. Um, I think, no, I'm like already. I'm like already making myself sad about thinking that there's a time yeah. that I'm going to have to watch him regenerate, and I don't <laughs> no, want. To, I don't, I don't want, want to. <laughs> Um, last thing I want to say about fifteen, um, yeah, as a character, because I really want to save more of how we feel initially for the next episode for the church on or Ruby Road. Yes, uh, that. Um, but his exit, and I wrote this specific. This is my exact notes. I'm reading it off of my notes. Fifteen's exit was giving Countress Maximus <laughs> just the. The salute, and then the da, 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 like, please, please. I really, I really love that the episode ends with him kind of running around the TARDIS, and you get, you get the the super fucking back to Camp Russell T Davies era one destination Christmas. That's so so good. good. First time I watched that, I was like, fucking yeah, destination Christmas. <laughs> But yeah, and another little conversation I just want to highlight, and then we can get into the wrap up, is basically the little conversation between fourteen and fifteen, where he's just like going, you know, we have we have not stopped all of that that whole conversation, and then he just goes, you know, all the listing all the companions, and I would be remiss, I'd be stupid if I didn't mention the fact that when Rose was mentioned, I just went. Ah! No, not just mentioned, but a tacit admission that you loved her. Oh my god! I just—it's so I just casual can't. as well. I just can't. It's just like, you know, S- Sarah I Jane. I loved her. I loved her, and Rose. That's the thing. See, I, I, I think that's the moment though, where like people who are like, you know, oh yeah, you know, just like David turns overshadowing Shooty Gatter and all. I think like that's the moment where fifteen is really like, you know, no, like you, you need to stop. You're not the Doctor. I'm the doctor because in that moment where he's like, you know, say like Sarah Jane's gone, can you believe that? And he's going to go, Oh, I love, I loved her. He goes, I loved her. Like, as yeah, in, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm the doctor. I'm the version of, the, I'm the, I'm in the timeline. Yeah. The one that loved Sarah Jane. Yeah. And Rose, not you. And I, which I know sounds like really weird, but that's always the way that I read it. He's like, no, no, no. I loved her. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I, yeah. Adore. I also read it as, I get you, bitch. We're the same person. Like I'm, I'm, I'm literally your inner conscience, kind of talking to you right now. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, any yeah, rose you reference? You don't need to say any of it. 
any yeah. Rose reference sends me to the fucking moon. Um, it's also it's just like what if it's true as well? Isn't it? It's just like you know all the all the things say, exiled, yeah, put on trial, key to time, the Pandorica, the Time War, Marvik Chen, Adric is the only is the only one, Adric. Yeah, Marvik Chen is the only one for me that feels slightly out of place. Just because when he's listing the things, I'm like, yeah, was he that much of a threat, really? Like, you know, it, it, no more of a villain than, like, you know, another villain is. But that's like, you know, it's fun to have it in there. But, yeah, when he's sort of listing the things, it's like it comes too late. I'm like, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I don't care. The only thing, before we get into the wrap-up, and I suppose maybe I can save it for my moment that didn't work. But I just really quickly want to mention as the last thing yeah. is that I, I have mixed feelings on the game of catch because there are people yeah. who don't like it because they think that it's an anticlimactic way to end the episode. Now, those people are wrong. <laughs> okay. I, think it's really f- I think it's really fun. It's a really silly way to end it. I think it's set up in the dialogue earlier. Mm-hmm. My only problem with it is that it's not well edited on any level. Yeah, I kind of um, get you. I kind of get you. Yeah, yeah. Like it, like it's done like the like it's really kinetic and the timing of the cuts is quite good. It's just you don't ever you don't see them throwing or catching the ball enough for it to feel set up. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's not terrible, but yeah. My issue with the scene is more that it's weirdly put together and not because Oh, you can't have an episode of Doctor Who end with them playing catch. It's fucking Doctor Who. It's fucking Doctor Who, babe. Shut up. We had a woman in a piece of concrete. Be for real. <laughs> then to be fair, people hate that, I suppose. Yeah, but that's because they're boring and annoying. That's because they are so boring. The best couple on Doctor Who is Ursula and Elton. And I said what I said. You've dabbled in aliens. Now meet the genuine article. Oh, I love. Oh. Okay, so next week we're going to be uh, talking about series talking two. About Love and Monsters. Yes. In fact, this episode from now on is just analysing every scene in Love and Monsters. That's what this podcast is. Um, but yes, Plum. I think it. I, I think the whole cat, the, the the catch scene was very fun. And yeah, it's fun. Um, but yeah, no, the whole just the whole ending as well. So like to wrap it up in this segment oh there's just they're all they're all sitting around a table and it's so beautiful and so gorgeous and just as hard as is in the background it's a lovely summer's day rose is a vegan because of course she is <laughs> i love that and you know it was it was oh. good i was enjoying the scene but it was only made whole when mel turned up when she turned up i said aha yeah 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 absolutely absolutely yeah. absolutely yes um, and mad Auntie Mel. Mad Auntie Mel. Ma- and I Do you know what? The, yeah. Here's to Mad Auntie Mel. <laughs> Here's to Mad Auntie Mel. Okay, so we are at the wrap up where we talk about our standout moment. What didn't work? Most doctory moment. The best pronunciation. Best David Tennant pronunciation. And our favourite quote slash quotes. Elliot, as always, my darling. Oh, darling. Uh, Stand up moment. <laughs> if you leave me, it is... Um, uh, there's there's lots of moments to love in this. 
Um, and it was quite hard, but I think if I'm speaking my truth, yes, it's it's the puppet show, yeah, with the toy maker, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah there's yeah. about twenty other scenes that could be the standout scene, but that has given me more life and comedy value than anything else that I've seen. Absolutely, for the past, like five years. So I'm saying that snap because I've also written that down. Obviously, oh, surprise, but also. Shooty Gatwa. Yeah, well, this thing is like, it could be shooty just in general. It could also be like the Spice Up Your Life dance. Yeah. It, it could be the ending. Like, just the, just all of it. Just the whole episode. It's kind of like when we were talking about ranking the Christmas specials and we just went, the whole ranking is Husbands of River Song. Thank you for listening. <laughs> for me, it's Shooty Gatwa's the best part. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Like, fully. But... Yeah. Elliot, what didn't work for you in the giggle? Actual moments that didn't work are so few and far between. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, honestly, it's more probably like more boring technical stuff again about things that aren't particularly edited very well. Yeah. Kind of talks about like, you know, like I love the dance, but the editing is not very good. And I like the catch, but the editing and stuff is not very good. It's just all a bit strange. Yeah. Um, But there's nothing really that I go, oh, that doesn't work so even the by generation like you know just because i prefer it another way doesn't mean that i don't think it, it doesn't work so yeah if i'm being picky it's some of the editing kind of like how in the star beast it was the blocking yeah, yeah. fair dues and the very obvious but necessary stand-in for bernard Cribbins. um yeah <laughs> yeah Oh, yeah. sadness. He's, that's not a good stand-in, if you notice. But yeah. anyway, sorry. What's a, what's a moment that did not work for you? For me, I didn't mention it in the episode yet, but and I don't want to dwell on it mm. too much because it's it's just one of those things where it's like I actually wouldn't have put anything, but if, if Dad had to put one, I'd put how easily the toy maker was defeated just by like him losing the game of catch. And then he he's, gets all squished up in a box. Amazing effects, by the way. Really, really, really good. Yeah. Um, like and that. then, yeah, the box just disappears. Um, yeah, I like the way he disappears and he's gone. It was just the fact that he lost a game of catch and that was him defeated. That was a bit like eh, whatever, but like don't really care. So most doctory moment, and by golly gosh, what a feast! What a selection to pick from. Yeah, God. Um, actually, can I give mine then while you're having a little ponder? Because I've have yeah, I have mine. So many. So really, really quick. 14 playing the giggle on every screen in unit just to prove a point because he didn't have to mm. do that but he did yeah. it because he's what a theater kid that's what he is i do i do like the way yeah as he's doing it he's just going scream after scream yeah he's just yeah yeah like just dramatic um 14 inviting the toy maker to travel with him because he does that all the time like come with me come with me we could be celestial oh Slay! Keep me like so I've got a pet. Yeah, yeah, that's the best one. I mean, that's 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 always been the best invitation for anyone ever. And then last one, probably my favourite one: the Doctor throwing the ball hard at himself, even though they're both on the same <laughs> side in the game of catch. I'm I'm torn between. The, the moment that feels most in character for sort of 14 as a sort of, you know, the 10th Doctor again, for me, I think, is when he first realises who the toy maker is. 
Mm. And oh yeah, he's doing, the, he's doing all of the you know. Donna, go back to the TARDIS. Really, yes, you know, like, yes. I'm so scared, you know, like yeah. I, like that. Um, and then Shooty's Doctor, not that we know because we haven't seen Church on Ruby Road because we've got to review it. Uh, um, yeah. What, what could his character actually be like? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think, for me anyway, like just the moment, I mean, it's basically just like what moment of his did I like most because everything he does feels doctory. I think it's probably the moment where he just where he's kind of having a little conversation with 14. I think there's a lap on the helipad, and he just goes, come here. Aww. I've got you. I've got yeah. you. Like, oh, I was like, I was like, oh, I love all that. I mean, I didn't want to... That's wanna... my doctor. Yeah, I didn't want to talk about it too much, because again, in the mailbag, we went in on that bit. But like, yeah. I just love the overly um, touchy-feely love between the mm. two of them. I think it's really sweet. Really sweet. Yeah. Yeah, so that's my doctor. So, best pronunciation. Mm. Oh my god! There were so many in this. This was this was this was just there was just so much. Yeah, it's full of them. I have three. Mm. Should I say okay. my three? Go on. So first one is Melanie. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Next one is Hello the Vlinks. <laughs> and then again, my favourite mentioned it just a second ago is we could be. Celestial. Celestial. Mm. Also, kind of hot, but we move. We move. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think if I had, if I had, I think I'm, I might have three, but I'm kind of forgetting which, what one is. Give it to us, babe. It. So, I think uh, one of them again, even though I've already said it, would probably be the you know I don't understand why you're so small, um, because you really choose over every word. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Or I do love the uh, I do love the you know what about Mel? <laughs> yeah, she's brilliant, isn't she? Just uh, yeah, I very, like that too. Very very tenanty. Um, but yeah, like I said, there are so many. There are so many. Vlinks. He's enjoying saying Vlinks. Vlinks was so yeah. written because it was oh. like David could say that in a funny voice. And probably how much of a warm hug the you know the Kate Lethbridge Stewart. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm like, oh, I miss him just like saying people. I things. love you. I love you, David Tennant. I love you. <laughs> I love but that man. We could have we could have shoot pronunciation. Sh- sh- I don't know. Best shitanti no, that sounds like I'm saying Ooh, shit. No. Um but no. anyway, moving on. Favourite quote from the giggle <laughs> slash quotes. <laughs> just it's just all of them. I think. Honestly, all of them. I have one. I've narrowed it down to one because I was taking the piss of all the other ones. Okay, I've I've got quite a few, but I'm, I don't care. Shall, shall, shall I say mine and then you can get into yours? Yeah. So mine is Donna. Do you miss it out there? Fourteen. The funny thing is, I fought all those battles for all those years, and now I know what for. This. I've never been so happy in my life. Fuck you, bro. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. I hate it here. I hate being emotional. <laughs> I fucking hate it. <laughs> oh god. Uh, Go on. Give us give us your favorite quotes. Come on, save me, please. Honestly, surprisingly, most of them are actually Donna's. Oh um, yeah, fair fair fair. I love I, 
Oh, it's when it's when they're talking about the uh, it's when they're talking about the scale, isn't it, for the music? And you just get thought I go. I spent six months teaching my daughter the clarinet until she said it wasn't who she was, and that was the start of a whole different conversation. Believe you me. Um, don't know why. Just really. <laughs> I like me. that. I like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I love what's a zingo. It's a thing you get a lift off of. Yep. Um, don't know why. Just just that. It is me. what it is. Um, it it is what it is. Uh, another personal favorite is my name's Donna. And I warn you now, if this is a trick, I will kill you. Um, <laughs> because stunning. Yeah. Um, and again, I already mentioned it, but uh, I know we all want to hear the voice one last time. Um, he says, and then he was meeting Bill. Not Stooky Bill, but Lady Bill. Um, don't know why, just hilarious. I don't know. <laughs> don't know why that makes me laugh so much. It's but it good. Does. It, just, it just gets me every time. Um, I have a, one last quick addition I want to make. One last quick one. This is more standout moment, actually. And you might think that's a bit underwhelming, but it's just when the doctor's like, Donna, I'm already running. <laughs> yeah, that is, so that is great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, yeah. oh just, they're, they're, their chemistry is so good. When... Yeah, when she goes when when they go through the door and they're trapped on the other side, and the doctor's like, "Yeah, he's like, he's like stay there," and then it's all perfectly intercuts of her going, "I'll come find you." It's just like, oh, it's giving, it's giving. Watch <sighs> out for the disinfectant. The what? The di- oh, never mind. The disinfectant. Yeah. <laughs> Take me back. Anyway, um, good stuff. Oh, what a giggle! What a gag! What a what 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 a gag gooped and duped episode honestly i am so full and your eyes are very itchy clearly <laughs> no i'm tired we're just tired but we're also invigorated by the beautiful episode this was elliot i have a question for you out of five what are you giving the giggle oh no hesitation to give it a four snap same um because again, not even because I think that there's anything really fundamentally wrong of it. I just you feel in your soul when it's a five, Absolutely. and it's not quite. Yeah, but it is also basically flawlessly camp and brilliant. <laughs> That's the thing we've <laughs> you know. said this before. Like there are episodes where it's like I really, really love it, but for some reason it's not quite a five. You need to a five is something you feel in your chest. Do you know what I mean? Um, so my la- uh, my my very important question then. Is we've got these three specials here. Um, out of the three, we got to give it a quick ranking, and I think we need to do a tit for tat here, as we always do, as tradition. Let's have a rank off. Let's have a yes. That I'm not going to say it because disgusting. We're going to rank them from worst to best, but doesn't mean they're necessarily the worst. Just you know, whatever. Number three. What's yours? Uh, Star Beast. Snap. Same. There's not going to be much jeopardy here, is no, there? No, I don't think so. Whatever our second one is, you'll know, but still. Second one. What was the? What would you rate number two? Wild Blue Yonder. I would put The Giggle, personally. Oh, what could number one be? What could number one be? God, Elliot, enlighten us, please. The Church on Ruby Road. I <laughs> <laughs> got all of you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> funny. Funny. Uh, <laughs> Um, of course it's it's the giggle I think I I really like I love Wobbly Yonder you know I love Wobbly Yonder and I think when I watched it I was like oh there's no way this is not going to be my favourite episode but I just love how big and chaotic and over the top the giggle is personally yeah 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 
Um, but yeah, no, Wobbly Yonder is assume, mine. Sorry. Yes, well, as you say, I assume that Wobbly Yonder yeah, is yeah. your number one. Wobbly Yonder is yeah. mine. Um, I just, I just, as an episode of Doctor Who, it just, it's, it's one I'm going to rewatch a lot, you know. I love it. I mean, something that I've actually clocked about this is that these specials are so rewatchable. Like, I could just rewatch them mm. over and over yeah, and over I again. I've seen them now like four times each. Yeah, literally, not I've seen them all throughout... like two, three times, yeah. Not even for me being like, oh, I'm going to rewatch this. I just, whenever I've whenever I've needed to or have done so with someone, I found them just rewatchable. It's, yeah, no, they're just, oh, they're brilliant television, brilliant specials, 60 years, bish bash bosh, gorgeous, gorgeous scenes. Next week is going to be Christmas, baby. You know it. Well, not next week, next episode. Christmas. Sorry, next episode. Destination Christmas. Destination, uh, you know, just gay panic. Gay panic. <laughs> and I can't wait. Honestly, the, the 60 anniversary was just, I think it was done really, really well. I, I, I really felt the love from everyone. Everyone. Well, that brings... The curtains. I was going to do it all in a voice, but I know you didn't. It would annoy the hell out of you. <laughs> um, that is bringing the curtains down on another wonderful episode of Come Along Ponder Doctor Discussion Podcast. I hope you had fun. We sure did. If you like what you heard and you want to support the show, you can do so over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Come Along Pond Podcast. It's in the show notes, or you can follow my vocal URL. Um, we have. Several tiers, subject to change. I'm not going to specify what they are, because who knows? But basically, you can either get a shout-out on the show, like Bex, like Lucy, and like Jason, or you can listen to this without any of those pesky adverts that I know they're all a slave to under capitalism. Am I right, comrade? Or you can watch our lovely faces, because we are being recorded. And I keep forgetting that, so if you want to watch me look proper relaxed and chill, um, almost as if I was just kind of in your front room, that's how it would look. Uh, I'm a creature. Other ways to support us. Well, monetarily, we have Kofi. That's ko-fi forward slash come along bomb podcast. No one's ever used it, so maybe you could be the first. Uh, if you want to shout out the price of a cup of coffee, one for me, one for download, or one for both of us, that'd be very nice, wouldn't it? You can do so over there. Again, also linked in the show notes and in our link tree, which is a lovely, lovely, handy little thing. Main ways to find out more about us is through TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash come along podcast. If you want to watch old muted clips, but now <laughs> brand new unmuted clips, I assume probably at some point, highlights and lowlights over there. We are having so much fun when we're not navigating Warner. No, Universal, sorry. Universal Music Group. But seriously, though, we appreciate everybody who comes over from TikTok because it is great fun. However... Your best place to show support is in well, it's in one of two ways. You can email comealongpondpod at gmail.com. Um, if you want to do that, we'll read your email out. You could be as cool as Mia, as Magda, and Sarah. Three lovely people who have taken the time to email in. Again, backlog, yes, we know, but we will get to it eventually, and we appreciate everybody who sends in correspondence. If you don't want it read out, you also don't have to have it read out, but do please specify in the body of the email. Otherwise, I won't know, and I will reveal personal details on the show. Thank you. However, you one-stop shop, Instagram.com forward slash come along podcast. Same artwork everywhere. You can't miss us. We've got a link tree over there, which will take you to all the things I've just mentioned. But more importantly, if you want updates on the show, that is your place to go. 
Our TikToks get posted as reels. We got polls. We got stories. We've got DMs in which we will look at what you've sent us. If you want to know if an episode's been delayed or an episode's been brought forward, or if maybe we're going back to a weekly schedule because we finally have enough capital to do so, <laughs> that's where you're going to find out everything out. It's basically our news hub. Yes, it is. Come along, Pond Podcast on Instagram, and we love it. Please, God, get us to seven thousand. Every time I see you, he's like, oh, yeah, you've got, like, four new followers. I'm like, oh, that should get us over the line. And somehow it's, like, in that time, another ten people have unfollowed us. So we're like, <laughs> it's, oh, it's so there. Really, please push us over the line if you're not following us over there, just so I can go, look, 7K. That's all I want, really. Oh, also, um, we're nearly at 400 ratings on Spotify. Give us a give us a little five so out of five, baby. Of course, by the time this goes out, there might be 7,000 people, but I doubt it because it's been a real uphill battle since christmas to get that over the line so but please please do that it would mean the world to us if you like me and you cared about me you would do it (laughs) and me (laughs) to a lesser extent with all of that being (laughs) sorry Uh... (laughs) that is so patricia hodge coded as well from miranda isn't it this season's laugh is a is a classic whatever it's called i can't remember whatever the musical scale thing arpeggio it's a classic arpeggio arpeggio that's it yes this season's in laugh is a classic arpeggio it's a musical palindrome ha 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 would the would would this would this episode be better if the toy baker's laugh was this season's laugh is modeled after poker face by lady gaga Miranda podcast it's... incoming, incoming. I don't care if everyone else is enjoying this. I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying anyway, it. Anyway, <laughs> with all of that being said, Darren, it's been a pleasure being joined by you this evening. And you, my dear. And incidentally, it's been very lovely being joined by all of you at home as well. And we give you air from our lungs. <sighs> <sighs> Bye, guys. Bye, guys. By generate guys. Bye. <laughs> Sexual. Uh-huh. Bye. Uh-huh. Bye. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.